Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Fiesta forever, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. Spurs host Liverpool this weekend and Luton have been disrespected. It's Friday, 29th of September. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Andy Russell. And I'm Vadushan Hunter-Raja. everybody. Friday is upon us as if it was never going to be the case, Andy Brassel. I'd like to start by quoting the great man Pitbull. Every day above ground is a great day. Despite taking the tube here, my goodness, we're alive, man! Is he a vole? Why is he speaking? Pitbull. <laughs> he tweeted that yesterday. Also, having been Mr. Worldwide, has he, he's conquered everything above land. So now he's, <laughs> he's gone subterranean. As someone said, I How think he's. This go? I yeah. think he's. Um, I think he's banned for whatever reason for entering Iran. So he's technically not Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Maybe he's tunneling into Iran. And he's going to pop oh, yeah. up and go. You can't keep me out. <laughs> I'm Mr. Mr. Worldwide, baby. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> yeah. Run, Pitbull, run. Oh, dear. Hey, there's a film in Pitbull causing a diplomatic incident by tunnelling into Iran. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to this weekend, everybody, because the man works quickly. Also, something that we're looking forward to this weekend, all of us, is Tottenham Hotspur hosting Liverpool yeah. on Saturday at 5.30. Ange Postagoglu, the darling of the Premier League right now, with his entertaining Tottenham Hotspur side, are going to be hosting a resurgent Liverpool Vitution. That is the stuff that Saturday tea time is made for. It really is. Um, I also like the fact that these are two managers you can absolutely see getting on where they're not in competition with each other. Mm-hmm. Big hug. Big, a huge hug. Depends huge on who we're... Uh, pre-match yeah. big hug. Yeah, but, but I reckon even after it, they will... If, if it is a contentious game... Mm they will be shouting at each other while pouring the other person a glass of red. <laughs> okay. Like, they absolutely have that energy about This is what will happen. If Liverpool win, big hug. If it's a draw where 
Liverpool will be fairly happy with the draw. Big, big handshake. Hand, big handshake. If it's a Spurs win, just a big handshake. Yeah, yeah, but we don't... We I don't, think Ange is more likely to see... hug him and be a good loser, whereas Klopp at times has not been the best of losers. Yeah, that's fine. But I, at I, times. Also say, <laughs> but, but, like, I mean, I, I don't necessarily mind that with Klopp. I'd also say Ange is actually quite a bad loser. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, you've seen a few times with him where... I'm, I'm, I'm speaking mainly about his time with Australia, where, like... So well, know, he, he's there. been... he's Yeah, but, like, he's... He's still a highly competitive person. I've got over yeah. the whole competitive yeah. people. You he's know. not gonna, like as much as we all want to sit on his lap here and tell us, tell him what we want for Christmas. <laughs> you know, he's, he will slap you. Um, okay, but he, uh, I, th- I th- think the most fascinating thing about this is, to me, they're two of the most exciting teams in the league right now mm. because you don't really know how things are going to pan out. There's yeah. like an unknowable yeah. quality to both of them, and yeah. both in quite an exciting way. Um, so. Just the idea that like a lot of them are playing, they're basically playing brand new midfields now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the, the key to it, isn't it? The yeah. key, to, t- key to the fun um, because they've not figured themselves out yet. And therefore, because there's, there's such new combinations in both sides, other teams don't really know how to set up against them. So it could be could be a bit all over the shop. Yeah. In theory. Well, speaking of those midf- midfielders and whatnot, Alexis McAllister had... Um, Apparently, uh, as uh, he's such a favourite for Jurgen Klopp that he's been nicknamed his son. Hmm. Bit, bit much, that, teacher's isn't it? pet. Yeah, so we're going to have two sons on the pitch. <laughs> you could say. Three, if you count Madison. <laughs> oh, my, oh and wow! I would. And and, I mean, we've now you've opened being, that can of worms. There might be some others, but we can't maybe. be bothered. We've talked about him being a Robertson, avuncular, mm-hmm. um, but maybe, maybe sons, he's more <laughs> dadular. <laughs> well, it's interesting you say that because new signing Vicky Van der Ven was talking about Postecoglou's man management this week and how he's been building squad harmony. And he said he's bringing us together like a family. He's more like a dad or something. He, he was he was in a car with um, Ben Haynes in the excellent driving home with Mickey Van der Ven. So he was. Do you know what I when I saw that I thought to myself. This is way better than James Corden. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that's exactly what I thought. That was my same thought process. Also, the big reveal in that that no one's really talked about is the fact that Van der Ven was in the stadium as a fan yes. for the semi-final where Lucas Moura came that's back a, ah. a, a, against um, against Ajax. Oh, so this is one big revenge mission. It's, he's a double agent. Oh, I I'm see. wondering, you know how Neil Warnock fantasised about Careful. taking over Sheffield Wednesday yeah. and... Sort of tangling them down from the inside. Do we reckon Van der Ven's doing this? Maybe. Uh, I, I don't. For, uh, no, for, the, for the sake gonna of wait his... to get to the, get them to a final and then screw them. Andy, look, we've got enough bloody conspiracy theories nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be people listening to this going, you know, if he makes a bad pass or something. Oh, there it yeah, is. Yeah, save it for your sub stack, Andy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my goodness. Uh, but yes, he said that that we are like brothers together and we we, we do this for for each other. We we talked about Postecoglou, of course, a lot as everybody has done, understandably. So, um, but there is such a great harmony in in this squad, and it is kind of a bit Liverpool like we've seen over the years. Klopp do this with his Liverpool sides so it will be interesting to see who has the greatest squad harmony because that is what the prize is on Saturday (laughs) so yeah if you lose you'll never get to see who's supposedly your father again that's that's what's at stake here it says a lot though doesn't it in that like I feel like players are a lot more open and thus more emotive or certainly we see more emotion from them but the game itself is quite is a bit more cold and calculating Mm. and so you need the middle ground Mm. of guy who can do both. Yes. And these are two managers who are, you know, certainly we see a lot more of the the personal um, skills than necessarily with other other managers. Obviously, people talk about Klopp in certain way in a certain way behind closed doors, and obviously he's very different with how he is with the media. But it's most evident in these two, I think, about like 
got they're, they're really in touch with that kind of emotional side of the players. I think when, yeah. we, when we talk about Ange Postacolu getting over hurdles at Spurs, and it, it felt for a lot of people, I guess, from the outside that the North London derby was that because, you know, they went there, especially after the first half hour, took the game to Arsenal really good um, and, and came out probably feeling better from that draw as well. I think when you speak to Spurs fans... Before this, they're thinking, okay, this is a major hurdle because we never beat Liverpool. Yeah, yes, well, they, they, you're right. Yeah, Liverpool are unbeaten in their last 12 games. Yeah, Spurs. and it, that's a, it's the potential for them to put a marker down. But we it? have seen some great games with these two. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's got Again, it's always got big ding-dong um, potential here, isn't Ooh. it? And it's very di- sort of difficult to pre- predict how it will go because... Mm. Liverpool were excellent at Anfield against West Ham, as we all saw. But West Ham, they they got at them a little bit. They had a go yeah, at them. Did. They they, they took the game to them. So there is the potential there for Spurs to do exactly the same thing. And Spurs are far better equipped to do that as well. So mm. it's really, really difficult to predict this the way this one's going to go. You would think Spurs probably fancy it more than they have done in a long time. Well, you would say so. I mean, it's I find it incredible that, as I say, Spurs haven't beaten them in 12. Yeah, when you, you remember some of the games, you know, the 2-2s at Anfield. At times, and and that was when Liverpool were playing, you know, it was sort of peak Klopp era at Liverpool. And you thought, actually, I think Spurs might have their number a bit here, you know, the, the counter-attacking style and, you know, and, and, and the way they play. So it will be interesting. I mean, there are worries about James Madison's knee ahead of the game, um, but it's likely he'll be fit to start because that would be a big loss uh, for them, of course. Um, up the other end of the pitch, uh, Andy, you've been talking about Darwin Nunez a little bit this season, of course, and he said uh, recently, uh, and you've talked about his time at Benfica, where, of course, scored a lot of goals, uh, which is why Liverpool went for him. He said, the first year went very badly for me. In the second, I exploded. And you've tipped him to uh, to really ignite season. this season. Yeah, well, mm. he scored six goals in his first season at Benfica, and that was it. I think he's been a little bit harsh on himself because he wasn't a passenger he was creative. He made stuff happen. Definitely, Ian was... would never be a passenger. No, exactly. <laughs> but even when he wasn't scoring goals, he would, yeah. he, would, he would make stuff happen. But he had suspension, injury, then there was COVID in that first season. So there are a lot of extenuating circumstances. But yeah, I always had this feeling that if, if you look at it, like goals per minute or goal contributions mm-hmm. per minute, by far the most impactful player of Liverpool so far this season. So if you have good Salah mm-hmm. and if you have him Darwin's starting more and more and more. Liverpool have got something going. But as we were saying on Ramble Reacts Mm -hmm. yesterday, actually, Marcus, um, I mean, Jim was talking before about how West Ham had had their bit at Anfield. Bournemouth had their bit at Anfield as well. As I was saying to you, I think Liverpool's results have been quite a bit better than the performances so far. The game against Newcastle, they never should have won in a million yeah. years. And of course, it's huge credit to them and, and Darwin that, that they did win that. Sure, it's kept the but, character of the side. Mm. Yeah, of, of, of course. Um, but I, I just think for, for Liverpool, there's a huge margin of progression still, mm-hmm. even though they're, they're doing quite well results-wise. Whereas with Spurs, how much better can they get than they currently are, do, do you think? Yeah, that's that's interesting. I was gonna, actually going to ask Jim, um, if he saw anything in the North London derby, like obviously it must have been hard for you because of the no, I had my eyes shut of the North London derby. <laughs> but I wondered, like, how much of what is spoken about as Spurs you saw in the flesh in, in such a big game, in their biggest game so far, as like, long term, if that makes sense, or like suddenly, suddenly they can carry into this weekend at least. Their press was brilliant. Really, the, the, that's the best Arsenal have been pressed this season. Right, and if they can keep that up, then they're you know they are going to be. 
you know, they're going to be good all season. I think mm. that's the, that's always the concern for a team that starts really, really well, isn't it? That maybe one bad result derails it and you yeah. kind of revert to type and you don't play in the same way. But that was the thing that caused Arsenal the most problems. I mean, Jorginho's mistake comes as a, comes as a direct <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah. consequence of that. So, I mean, maybe you argue it's not a mistake for that reason. Um, that was the thing that was most different about them from past seasons because, you know, obviously under Conte and Mourinho, they, were, they weren't on the front foot. And this is what Spurs fans have been saying for years as well. Like, this is, that is the style of play that they that they've always kind of had and that they've always wanted and that they they they've become known for and that they they put a lot of stock in as part of their identity and that does appear to be back so that was the most notable change I think but they're up yeah. against the, the press master himself indeed, Klopp. indeed it could end up being like a big scrum but yeah. I think <laughs> <laughs> or, or an explosion that. they might split the atom <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yeah. you say that Lars, Lars Sivertson was saying if you look at the numbers mm. closely you were saying to me that Liverpool don't press as much this yeah. season yeah, well, they have so, done in previous seasons like, which I think is interesting one of the things they really good, seem really good at is they kind of embrace being a bit more chaotic. Yeah, I yeah. wonder if yeah. that's why Nunez is having quite a good start to this season because he's just chaos. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I know this. I've, I remember this. Like, yeah. Even Soblesly, who um, has had a great start to the season, um, the idea that like he's actually you know a figure of calm in there. Is oh wild. yeah, yeah. You don't you don't introduce him for anything other than hero ball. Yeah, that's what he's there for. He's your he's your Kobe Bryant basically. But, I mean, they're, but they're still feeling it out though, aren't they, Liverpool? Because you're right, they don't press like they they, they used to. Because in that midfield, it was very industrious. It was brilliant. But I mean, you know, players like Ronaldo or you know Henderson uh, when he when he was fit. You remember? And it's, it's still taking shape as well. It's midfield. taking shape yeah. exactly, and they're, and they're kind of feeling it out. It, it, to me, and this would perhaps be what Liverpool fans will be hoping for. If you remember at the start of last season where Manchester City took a little bit of time getting used to it was it Haaland up front and one or two other names in there you know they, they were implementing a, a slightly different way of doing things and it did take I mean in that first sort of five or six months of the season you didn't think that they would go and win the treble perhaps mm. it was outrageous of course but you know they took going and then boom off they went and perhaps we may see that with Liverpool um, because I agree with you Andy I think that their results have been better than their performances but they're still unbeaten. You know, they've won five out of six in the league and they're, exactly. and they're the ones, it's early days, of if, course. If, they're only two points above Spurs, but they're the ones ultimately keeping pace with Man City. Depending on the points balance, obviously, where exactly City are, if they're in the top three in December, January, they're laughing. You know, they've got a platform to do something pretty amazing, haven't they? Yeah, indeed, indeed they have. Um, speaking of uh, Liverpool strikers, or certainly a former one, did you see Luis Suarez scoring an overhead kick at his son's 10th birthday party? <laughs> he can't turn it off, can he? <laughs> It's, He'll it's, be doing this when he's 90. Yeah. And there will be physical consequences for it, but he yeah. will keep doing it. It was a beauty. It really just, was. It was impressive. It was, like, yeah. I mean, it's a load of 10-year-olds, but it's still... Yeah, but it's still... It's, it's, it's still an overhead kick. It's not like he's he's just running rings around them and then just slotted one past the helpless lad in goal. Yeah. It was actually... I mean, was, all, to the, me, all the kids will want to see him do that. Yeah. Oh, there was a pitch invasion, wasn't there, afterwards? Yeah, there, there is that as well. I mean, it's not like, you know, like if... if um, I don't know. You could imagine Jamie Vardy at a kid's birthday party. Just m- mugging off. Baiting the kids. Yeah, like yeah. mugging off oh, the kids. Oh, he keeper. would be. Wouldn't he? Shithouse everyone. Yeah, exactly. Where Blowing is out the candles. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll have the first slice. Yeah. No, no, I, 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 I think there were, there, there were two things that it really reminded me of. Firstly, do you remember that time when Bayern were in on tour in New York City mm. and Javi Alonso and Arturo Vidal played, I think, 38-year-olds? Right on 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 a pitch in, by the Hudson River. It was it was amazing. Well, so, no, yeah, not thirty eight year olds, thirty yes, um, gap eight year olds. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it, it was it was amazing combination if you think about it because 
Javi Alonso can hit any pass he wants yeah. and Arturo Vidal has no problem with two-footing kids. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it works really well. The other thing it reminded me of is when it was my youngest son's 10th birthday party mm-hmm. uh, uh, a couple of months ago. Still think, not passing think, the ball, uh, Andy. Yeah, yeah, I think I told you about this. They... they brought on uh, like the parents for the last 10 minutes mm. uh, and so I thought you know I was you know having fun being a bit respectful playing quite well and I got absolutely flattened and I looked round and it, it, was, it was my 11 year old yes oh. and the thing is that sort of full on slide tackle where you take everything mm. for 11 and 12 year olds is known as a Brexit and he simply stood over me and he went Brexit means Brexit dad <laughs> <laughs> really can you believe that? I got. I it's got, known as a Brexit. Yes. Yeah, Brexit tackle. Yeah. Oh, I like know a problem, that. I got, clearing I'll tell you out. what, the, the party organizer, straight oh. ref, gave me a sympathy penalty. <laughs> it was awful. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm, I'm glad we could. Have you uh, had it over the keys to your house yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were never mine. <laughs> no, true enough. Well, speaking, Andy, of of tough physical contact, uh, did you see that former Liverpool player Jermaine Pennant fought Matt Hancock on an episode of SES? Who dares wins? I saw how Jermaine week. Pennant really let the country down by oh, not yeah, properly massively. getting stuck into him. Well, it's, it's a bit of... stuck in a bit, didn't he? I mean, he won. Yeah, I mean, and also it's a mi- massive mismatch. Totally, but I mean, you know, TV is very cynical, isn't it? The yeah. producers of that show know exactly what happens yeah. if you get essentially get Matt Hancock on mm. to get someone to beat him up in a promo, yeah. and everyone thinks. I want a little bit more of this. <laughs> Matt Hancock's a little worm with no integrity, so he'll be up for it. Yeah, yeah, he won't. He won't think to himself. That guy's a yeah former professional footballer. Do you know I might sit this one out? Yeah, it's the sort of thing where if three years ago you predicted that you you might have gone, yeah, no, I can see that happening. <laughs> yeah, it's one yeah, that, it yeah. sounds like it should sound weirder than it does. <laughs> oh dear me! Well, yeah, we are looking forward uh, to Spurs versus Liverpool. Should be more evenly balanced than that uh, Jermaine Pennant Matt Hancock bout, uh, of course. Um, Aston Villa play Brighton on Saturday. They get the Premier League underway, of course, at twelve thirty tomorrow. Brighton third in the table, five wins from six. Great start from uh, them. The big news uh, coming out of Brighton, if you like, or really from Madrid actually concerning Brighton, is that Real Madrid reportedly want Roberto De Zerbi to be their new manager when Carlo Ancelotti leaves at the end of the season. Stuck that knife in early, haven't they? (laughs) (laughs) Unsettling from September. Dibs. God's sake. Dibs. (laughs) That's basically what they've done. They know what they're doing. I just, I mean... Absolute dicks. I mean, if you are sitting there as 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 Real Madrid, you know basically you unless can just you do whatever you want. Exactly, right? yeah. It, it, but yeah, it's it. Basically, what you're doing is that scene in Lockstock when the bloke gets chucked out of the card game, and the bouncer sh- throws him out. Much bigger bloke closes his door, slams right his face, and he's just give me out. Wankers! Wankers! That's all he's got. And then he calmly just walks off. That's basically what Brighton will be doing. But like, I, I, I love the Turby, but do you not think he's meeting the room here? Because really, they want Xabi Alonso and they will get Xabi Alonso. And when you talk about going for mm. uh, coaches far too early or players far too early and ruining the season, in Germany, that's fine. Remember Julian Nagelsmann served out a year's notice at RB Leipzig. Mm-hmm. Before he, it's not he, the Premier League, Andy. We do things properly here. <laughs> um, uh, but but Xabi Alonso, though, perhaps they're thinking maybe he'll want a little bit more time at Bayer Leverkusen because Alonso is a switched-on yeah. guy, and he's thinking to himself, "What Real Madrid straight away? Do you know what? I'm actually enjoying this." Also, he's. I so... don't think it's the other way around because for me, 
that Serbi won't get to do what he does and what he's so good at doing at, at Real Madrid. But that was it. Wasn't the, I wasn't talking about the Serbi? I was talking about Alonso. I think Alonso would think it's perhaps too early for Real Madrid. Keep earning your stripes. He'll get his chance. And so therefore, Real Madrid, this is a backup. For no them. one stays at Leverkusen a, a year extra. If, really? If, if they want him, he'll, he'll go next summer. All right. I, I, I think that's pretty clear. And also, you can already see from Javi Alonso, he will be able to do it really well. Okay. Now, the, the Serbi, who I love as a coach, I, I think there, there are two things. Firstly, I think there's the, really the Mauricio Pochettino comparison in that, you know... W- there was always the feeling with him at Spurs, you are never going to get it this good again in terms of I know what you mean. authority, in terms of influence. Obviously, it went a bit wrong in terms mm-hmm. of transfers in the end. Giving so, the lemons a chance. Exactly. Mm. How long do you do you stick with that? And I think that Serbi has found something really special, like so special at Brighton. Yeah. They're the perfect club for him and he is the perfect club for them. Mm. Also... And it's I Real think, Madrid though. I know what you're yeah. doing. You're the football purist and romantic no, is no, talking no, no, but it's, And it's I agree not, with you and I not. hope. It's, it's, it's common sense because the fact is anyone knows he's going to get shit canned after four months. Andy, there. we all know this. But the, We but, all know it. Yeah, but... And but, we've seen but this sort of thing well, play out so often. But as well, I think the extra angle to that, if you look at the start of Brighton's Euro campaign and if you look at Shakhtar's Champions League campaign under Dead Serbi. He doesn't really know that much about playing in Europe yet. Certainly not successfully. Mm. He's got to get used to that. If you're Real Madrid and you're sensible, you let that play out because you don't bring in a coach who doesn't really know what they're doing in European competition. Now, that doesn't mean he won't get there. And I think the performances have been better than the results for Dead Serbi's teams in European competition. But for that, he's a novice. And that at Real Madrid is not an important thing. It is the only important thing. Andy, I agree with you. But the, 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 where your point um, perhaps won't come to, or your, your opinion won't come to fruition, is when you said, if you're Real Madrid and you're sensible. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I, th- I, think, I think they are nowadays. Okay. I well, I, I, I certainly hope that, 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 that this doesn't happen and, and, you know, it's all forgotten about soon enough. But, mm. um, you know, I just, I don't trust Real Madrid not to ruin things. I would think the case for De Zerbi as well, though, is that he is a really, really excellent tactician. He's kind of got the better of a lot of really, really mm. astute technical coaches in a league that is absolutely packed with them. Mm-hmm. You would argue maybe the highest technical level in the world at the moment. We used to sort of scoff at Sky saying the Premier League was the best league in the world etc mm-hmm. etc but some of the best coaches in the world are, are undeniably here yeah. and De Zerbi has, has had their number on, on many and, many occasions and so, every week is a is, is a battle in the Premier League obviously yeah. you know Sheffield United might not back that up the other week but it's not quite like it is in Spain even globally it has been with them hasn't it yes yeah. Yeah. so I mean you know perhaps this Europa League campaign is, is a European audition for De Zerbi in, mm. in their eyes. Yeah, and yeah. I, th- I think I think the other half of that is if Real Madrid are getting younger, he is a developer of players. Mm. That's where he really. Well, excels, yeah, but well, they don't have the, the sort of the, the you know the Galacticos to use their term as, as perhaps they did. Um, but he's up against uh, Unai Emery on on Saturday. I thought you meant for the Real Madrid job. Oh, there's uh, a reveal. That would be that, that would seem <laughs> unlikely. Uh, but but uh, but you know those two coaches going head to head. Uh, Vitution, uh, what, what would how do you see that one going? Because Villa not had a, the best of starts, but uh, you know Emery, as we know, is has uh, been pretty good at Villa. Yeah, although it's um, they feel like a bit yo-yo-y in a mm. safe place. Yes. Like you don't really necessarily know how how good they are. Someone said, I think maybe it was on a on a rival podcast, uh, uh, which you know someone told me I wasn't listening to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, they were saying, you know, the point was made that like. Villa feel like they're in that space where if you beat Aston Villa, you're a good team. And if you lose to Aston Villa, you're a bad team. They're, mm-hmm. they're basically that kind of, um, that marker. 
I, I think Brighton should find this quite comfortable because they quite just comfortable. Yeah, you know what? I, I think they will. Yeah, I, I obviously will come back to bite me as many things do when I say them on, in this room. But something about this particular matchup feels that Brighton are just a bit more steady, a bit more aware of their strengths. I think Villa are entertaining to watch, but rely a bit more on profiting off the mistakes of others, and they've done that very well in parts this season. I just don't think Brighton make that many mistakes. They're off the the back of a very disappointing week. Yeah, they? yeah, that was yeah. pretty. Like, like, I, yeah. I think if you look at in the space of what six days, they've managed to lose their first game in the Conference League, which as we keep saying they're the heavy favourites for, and get knocked out of the Carabao Cup, which, as you were saying, Marcus, should have been a major target for them. Yeah, mm, it was. Yeah, uh, we touched on Aston Villa's wet shirt controversy on uh, this week's Ramble Uncut. Uh, of course, where their um, their Castor uh, shirts have got sort of a wet look, and the players are a bit unhappy with this. Have Newcastle apparently ended their Castor shirt uh, uh, deal after complaints about the the, the quality of them? Yeah, it's, 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 it's Wolves not, have had similar. Idea, well, Wolves fans have had similar complaints. It's a funny old one, isn't yeah. it? The wet look thing is interesting to me as well because from what I can gather from it, it's it's wet because it's sweat, so it mm-hmm. looks wet. Be- because it is wet. It's, it's like <laughs> yeah. it's not a wet look as such. I thought I had a handle on this. I don't have a handle on this at all now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Vish, you were going to say something. Well, it's, it basically came to the fore because the women's team complained mm-hmm. about it first because of, of, you know, obviously in women's sports, there's a degree of consideration that has to go towards image yep. and things like that. And, but, but like player, as you said, like Newcastle have complained about it before and mm-hmm. they changed it. Um, and Villa men have complained about it. Um, this season as well and and part of it is also because it not just because of the look but it actually just retains sweat so a lot of those you know the way kits are designed is to get sweat away from your body that's why you don't have the old cotton kits like they used to like 80s Serie A yeah well yeah yeah. exactly but also like it kind of it's supposed to air out and it just doesn't really air out it looks horrendous to play doesn't it yeah the the players are talking about that and yeah if like if it adds a bit of weight as well and yeah. they've, they've, they've been saying it's really uncomfortable unpleasant experience to play in and you know blah, 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 get on with it etc but we're talking about marginal gains yeah. here and if, if if you're physically uncomfortable and your opponents aren't then it's going to make a difference right it's a funny old one um, but they are at the cup end as, as, as you mentioned uh, Manchester United uh, faced Palace after beating them 3-0 in the Carabao Cup as, as we know we talked about that um, before um, did you see that their draw against Newcastle in the Carabao Cup is uh, the 12th consecutive home draw Manchester United have had in domestic cups and this has sparked some conspiracy theories slash uh, angry comments on X uh, <laughs> th- there was there was talk about same uh, thing really yeah, yeah, indeed, yeah. Yeah. where can you find X by the way? <laughs> uh, it's where Twitter used to be yeah it's twitter.com isn't it <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right just to clear that up <laughs> Um, yeah, did you see? Um, um, I always get John and Don Goodman mixed up. Very different men. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's very much Don Goodman um, yeah. who was doing the draw uh, for the cup, and um, th- 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 so there was some, a few. Newcastle fans saying, "Oh, he very much." We looked. know which particular segment of those <laughs> fans. Because former sons he of looks and he's reached in the bowl. Do the accent. No. <laughs> You're doing it outside. Yeah, anyway, yeah. he does it all the time, doesn't yeah. he? Um, yeah. you, 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 don't, you don't get it on X. They were, they were suggesting that uh, Goodman was reaching for the warm ball, which was, you know, number yeah. 16. It was, yeah, <laughs> so they were drawn away yeah. to Manchester United. He goes, uh, the, one of the comments I saw was, 
why is he looking in the bowl when he's pulling out uh, pulling out one of the balls? It's like, where do you want him to look? Yeah. Also, the, the bowl. Why is has... he not speaking into the bowl? Yeah. The bowl has a little hole in it, doesn't it? A tiny little hole. Yes. And yeah. you, you put your hand mm. through that hole. Yeah. And there's there's a bit that covers the rest of it. Yeah. So you can't see it, the ball. It is quite literally and figuratively airtight. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. If you, it was really obvious because I didn't actually see the draw, mm. and so stupidly I just I like just looked at the still images and then went and like scrolled back to watch it. Mm. And I just I wanted him to be really brazen and just take it out, look at it, and be like, nope, put it back. <laughs> <laughs> nope. back. Oh, yeah, there it is, yeah. Also, as well, I always think of of Don Goodman as a Wolves player. That's in my uh, in mind's eye. I don't think he's particular. I mean, I only played for Sunderland for a while, but why am I trying to rationalise it? <laughs> yeah, let's let's go for either, a break. Either lean into the conspiracy or don't. There we are. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Hutchinson, his first touch isn't great, but he's still going. And it is another penalty for Sligo Rovers. He did catch him, I think, Declan. And an opportunity for Sligo Rovers to take the outside the shagging box. Well, <laughs> welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Uh, right then, a lot of games happening on uh, Saturday tomorrow at 3pm, which is traditional and uh, good to see if you hate watching games on television. You know, it's the first time Newcastle United will be 
on Saturday 3pm in 2023. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Yeah, can't take your eyes off the Piff Posse, can you? <laughs> but you will have to um, tomorrow. Uh, Everton versus uh, Luton Town. Everton have secured back-to-back wins for the first time in a year. They're going somewhere. Uh, has Sean Dice display, dispelled any chance of Phil Neville coming in to replace him, Jim? I think the Phil ne- Neville spectre will yeah. will loom large for a long time, yeah. Yep. I think he'll always be floating around there. It's a bit like Zidane at Real Madrid. Exactly, you know, yeah. At some There's point... A, a, an inevitability to it. Yeah, there is. Yeah, on an yeah. inevitability to it. <laughs> well played, sir. Uh, Luton Town, of course, suffered a defeat against Exeter City in the week, meaning their only victory this season has been a 3-2 win over League 2 Gillingham. Their first point of the season, of course, was last weekend against Wolves at home. All this, uh, perhaps, is uh, what made Garth Crooks write in his BBC column early this month. It's good to see that the, the, tang- the tangerine colours of Luton back in the big league once more. But I can't take them seriously and see them down by Christmas. Can't take them seriously. By, by Christmas. Also, <laughs> down by Christmas. Mathematically impossible. Don't start a, se- a, a sentence poetically. And then started with soon down by Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Ridiculous. I, but also, um, I would say I, I was amazed that, that the BBC still give him an article. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't mm. it? It's like Mark Lawrenson hung around for a long time. So I imagine he's still sort of barely employed by them for the odd column and things. And yeah, it's, it, it does seem like a weird. Um, is it essentially just like oh, you know you've you've been a good servant? Mm-hmm. We do have some carriage clocks, but we'll give them to you in a couple of years. <laughs> do you think they think that it's um, a satirical piece? Maybe you know they think oh, his team just... of the week often seems like a joke. Yeah, it? exactly. Yeah, so people obviously enjoy this for all the wrong reasons. We might as well keep it going. Yeah, Garth's none the wiser, but he's still producing the goods. Yeah, um, I don't well, watch much of the day, but um, Luton seem a bit rubbish. Yeah, that's what it feels like, doesn't it? Yeah, it does yeah. a bit. Yeah. Well, Rob Edwards, Luton manager, of course, responded saying um, uh, Garth Crooks's comments hurt us. Uh, he said, we've reached out to Mr. Crooks so he can come in and we can show him what we do with our plan and that we're not a team to be laughed at. I love the thought of that. Hi, everyone. This is uh, this is Garth. Remember the guy who thinks you're an absolute joke? Yeah, so just, um, you know, show him your stuff. I was going to say, like, I don't think... he. I mean, firstly, Rob Edwards, why are you taking anything Garth Crooks says seriously? Firstly, yeah, it, sh- it shouldn't hurt you. Because, again, it's Garth Crooks. Um, but secondly, when you say, well, we can come in and show what we're doing with our plan and so on, as loath as I am in defence of Garth Crooks, he doesn't care. He's pointing at your performances and your lack of points. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the last thing he wants. He doesn't want insight. <laughs> Unless Will Edwards was saying that, hey, you come on, uh, yeah, just step into this room. <laughs> <laughs> no windows in it. Yeah. You noticed that, didn't you, Garth? <laughs> I don't... Very strange if that way happened. Um, I'm but... not suggesting for a moment no. Ron Edwards is going to beat the shit out of Garth Crooks. <laughs> In a darkened room. The most not unless- yet. Maybe in a couple of years <laughs> yeah. on SAS, who dares win? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps the most unnecessary beating we could think of in the footballing world. Um, but there we are. Uh, they're away to Everton though, Andy, so they've got a chance. I mean, because Everton have had those back-to-back wins, mm. I mean, doesn't it just imply that Luton are going to go and win their 1-0? Yeah, I'd say so. Do you not think there's, there's, there's something feels a bit more, uh, I don't know, a bit more real with Everton? You could just yeah. say Dominic Calvert-Lewin. <laughs> Well, James Garner's performance in midweek as well. He yeah, was someone yeah, that I didn't really dimension. want to see leave yeah. Manchester United, and it feels like with him and Anana in the middle. There's 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 something to work with there. At least some kind of stability, stability at least, which you're not going to get from Dominic Calvert-Lewin because you know, great that he's back, but he's not exactly mm. someone you can rely on for no. thirty games a season. No, do you no. think? Yeah, I mean, not yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, I mean, while he is back, 
You've, you've got to pass to him as much as possible, basically, <laughs> quickly, because this could and end. And Beto as well, you know. He's yeah, been look, good. Everton have clearly got a squad there which um, can stay in the Premier League. You know, it's 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 a Premier League squad. They've trimmed, and it feels albeit a lower a lower um, table one. Yeah, and a less fatty squad. Yes, in in terms of like you know bits you'd want to cut off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. right, so like from, a, from a piece of meat, not yourselves. Okay, fine. Yeah. Genuinely, do you think Luton might get something, Andy? Or are you just looking at Everton's? Um, the, the, you know, maybe luck. because the, the the thing is, it's it's not luck though, is it? It's what there is with Everton is even if it's gone right on the pitch for two successive games, which you know is is definitely a positive thing for them and, and for their fans. There's just such a climate of gloom over the club and the feeling that it's just not. It's not getting better. Yeah, and those two in, wins, in by the way, they were on the road. Yeah. You know, and I think you mentioned, didn't you, on the... They don't score at home. That's right. Uh, Their the, the scoring record at home is piss poor. That, that wasn't me who mentioned that, actually. I think, okay. it, I think it might have been Vish. It, it, maybe it was Vish, but it was certainly yeah, mentioned. I'm a legend. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's only been mentioned on this podcast. You can't find their scoring stats no. anywhere other than the football ramble. No, we've copyrighted them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was such a waste of money. <laughs> it was so poorly thought out. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing to consider, like Luton, been well in the last week they've been pretty unlucky with Sammy Lukongo, who's now out for yeah. I think a couple of months with a hamstring injury. Yeah, that's huge, isn't it? Probably till after Christmas. Yeah, yeah and they've I think they've only spent they've spent just under twenty million compared to like Burnley, who spent ninety odd million mm-hmm. and are lowering them in the table. But that's the point, <laughs> so, isn't it? They're not at the Burnley stage yet. Although that would yeah. be a good template for them to to copy in the future. I reckon they could. <sighs> I don't know. It's easier said than done, and I and I think like even me positing this as an as an antidote to their woes is mostly out of ignorance, really. But they they're one of the most long ball teams in the league. It might even just be about leaning into that. Like you know what, fuck it. Like, yeah. Let's just do what we what got us here. Yeah. I think a lot of teams. Lose well, I don't sight think there's that. an issue with that, is there? Yeah, I think a lot of teams lose sight of that because they kind of think, right, we need to prepare ourselves for the Premier League. Specifically, teams as Burnley have done, who played attractive football last year and you thought oh they'll come in and do that mm. because it worked for Brentford before yep. them mm. um, obviously it's well, not Brentford working. very direct but, but then you yeah, think, they, then well, you they think... are but, but they yeah. like you know they, they pass the ball around they have a, a very clear structure that is around that's based around ball playing players yeah. yeah and I suppose maybe Luton might just I suppose they kind of have already this early start of the season but maybe it's about embracing that a bit more especially with the Lokonga well yeah I think you've got something I mean it was a few years ago there were stats wasn't there saying that uh, the, the, the teams that came up from the championship and basically tried to keep it basic play direct were much more likely to stay up than those you know who had a proper go I mean I know for the team that I go and watch Fulham you know, go back to Jukanovic. Um, Jukanovic, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's sensational football they played in the championship. Came up and it just didn't work for a moment, mm. you know, and he was out of a job soon. But with Marco Silva, who you would say is a, a high level of coach, uh, especially for a team like Fulham, mm. you know, he has managed to implement that. Yes, the signings of, you know, Walter Alpolini, keeping it mm. crucial. But it, 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 sometimes one does have to sort of have a rethink. You know, you're winning every week or every other week, at least in the championship. That's why you've been promoted. Um, so yeah I think Luton are finding it tough and he's got to find a way here um, and, and we shall see but against Everton you know at home as, as you said Andy it's such doom and gloom at the club this this is a chance it, it really is um, and by the way while we're talking about clubs who you know financial situations are, are, are quite um, 
uh, sort of perilous and whatnot. Obviously, the news recently, as we look down the league, Scunthorpe United's chairman, Dave Hilton, has withdrawn fun- funding from the club um, because the, I mean, the club is in a dire situation. I know we talk about Premier League here on the preview show, but this is worth a mention, I think, because it's it's such a, a, a rubbish story uh, to hear from the world of football. Um, it's an, also announced that they're going to be leaving their home ground over a land dispute. Scunthorpe said they will play home games 16 miles away at Gainsborough uh, Trinity. But Gainsborough have said... Uh, since uh, Scunthorpe's statement was issued, uh, that that was without the knowledge and the consent of the club. Absolute mess. It is an absolute mess. And it's so sad when you see and hear these things uh, happening to a football club because that's an important football club for a lot of people. It is. And it it, it just happens too much. (laughs) We've seen it happen to... To other clubs, yeah. you know, we've we, we've seen it. We've seen it happen to Bury. We've seen Coventry be displaced over stadium disputes mm-hmm. and, and and stuff like that, and playing in a in a in a town that isn't theirs. It's it's just not acceptable. It isn't, and and it's kind of thought we've been in the football league for seventy two years. Yeah, I mean that's what you're dealing with there. Um, shocking. You know, we certainly hope that that um, situation managed to sort itself out, but it doesn't look it's going to um, anytime soon. Back to uh, the Premier League. Uh, West Ham United host Sheffield United uh, tomorrow at 3pm. Sheffield United will need a much better performance after that 8-0 shellacking. Will they? A much better <laughs> performance, Vish. It seems like an obvious thing to say. Um, but what before any smarmy comments was, if I said a better performance, would they take 7-0? I thought I'd put the word much in there. So six. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was genuinely quite sad to watch. Yeah. It's like it was, it went beyond, like Newcastle were just walking through them. Yeah. And, so early in the season as well. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was, it kind of spoke of so many. Yeah. I mean, like even, um, so like Wes Fodderingham, who um, <laughs> wouldn't have had a good day out last week, hasn't really had a great, start to the season in terms no. of like the number of shots he's faced and mm-hmm. conceded and stuff like that. And it feels like structurally they're a little bit all over the place. Or rather there is no structure. Yeah. And when you've got someone like Higginbottom who has to, or I think has actually acquitted himself really well this season, but he's already had to address the fact that referees are you know, giving his team the hurry up on the field because of mm-hmm. the way they were wasting time against Spurs. Um, he's now got people talking about them going back to an older manager over his head. And that chat has been lasting about two weeks now. Well, yeah. apparently they've well, they've reportedly spoken to um, Chris Wilder. But the, yeah, but that started. But yeah, right, two it's, weeks it's ago. there. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's going to be there. It'll mm. be there on the weekend. They're playing against a side who are very comfortable at home, who mm. basically love getting under other teams' skin and, and really trying to mm. you know stretching open their weaknesses. And even this doesn't look a good match on paper. No, no Michael Antonio will be looking forward to this with, with the after the demoralising defeat of last week and the the scenes at the end of it the players just looked like they were going through a sort of existential crisis as much mm. as anything and you wonder in fact you know going back to what we were talking about how to approach coming up to the Premier League and, and adjusting your game it feels like they, they haven't settled on what they're going to do there and, well, and how to you know how to approach this season but don't, don't you think there's there's part of it that because that's such a bizarre result against Newcastle such a damaging result you can lose sight of the fact that it's, it's, it's possibly just a red herring. You know, uh, there, there, well, was, there, was the nothing, thing, there was nothing in the other games to suggest no. that was going to happen mm. from either team. Well, they mean, I, I I mean they were so close to beating Spurs the previous week at Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, what they, what they the game they had against Manchester City as well. Yeah. I, I mean, clearly there was something else to to, to concentrate on. There, there appeared to be other major issues. The fact is, they can't 
defend from crosses like they did against Newcastle. Well, they can't defend globally like they did against Newcastle, but particularly from crosses, mm-hmm. that's where West Ham could absolutely take them to bits. I yeah. think that's that's the. But with all Prowse's delivery and, yeah, and so on, exactly. Yeah, you're right, I, I, and it will be an interesting one for for Sheffield United because, you know, how much has this affected the players? Because as you say, there was. The, the, the results weren't too inspiring since they've they've been up, but if you but if you look at them, the performances have been okay. Yeah, they've not conceded more than two goals in in yeah. um, any of the matches, and they've played Spurs away. They've they've played Manchester City. You know, the, uh, one or two other teams who perhaps you know not known for scoring a lot of goals like Palace, um, say or, or Everton. But still, though, they're there. There's something to hang I your agree. hat on. And I think once you frame it, but against, does this against, smash that to bits? Can well, the, can yeah. he can it rebuild? I, I guess this is where it's all on the coach. Exactly. It? Can you just say? Look, you're going to get thrashed a couple of times in the Premier League. Well, he kind just, of said that just, after just the game. Just get over it. I, I mean, if you can make the players believe that, and that's fine. the question. If he can get them on board, like the previous performances, mm. I mean, they've definitely had spells in games where they've looked decent. I, I, I think you look at the City game, you look at the Forest game, the game at Forest. You know, they could easily have won that in the, yeah. in, in the second half before conceding that late goal to to Chris Wood. And when you put that against the expectation of what Sheffield United fans had at the start of the season. I don't think any of them really expected them to do anything because I think the rhetoric coming out of Luton is is, is quite different because there's a sense of, you know, we're grateful to be here. Mm. Everyone outside is, is saying we're shit and we're going to show them. Whereas with Sheffield United, mm-hmm. their fans have been saying the whole time, "Yeah, we're going to finish bottom of the table." Yeah, you know, you know, there's, there's, there's nothing there. Yeah, well, and I, it, I, th- I think it feels like the team have responded quite positively to that. Actually, mm-hmm. indeed. Um, on West Ham side of the uh, the ledger, these are the games where David Moyes will be saying, "Right, these are the ones yeah. we take care of, lads." Especially at home. Yeah, because yeah. last season obviously it ended so wonderfully with winning um, the, the Conference League. For parts of the season, they were looking nervously over their shoulders. Now, of course, Most of it. Yeah, indeed, as, as the season would finish, that wasn't the case. Uh, and I don't think West Ham will be in a, in a relegation battle this season as well. You know, they're, they're, they're currently seventh. They've got 10 points from the first six games. And they're off the back of two, losing two games. So, like, you know, to a high-quality opposition in Liverpool and Man City. But yeah. this is, as you say, this is one they're like, right, let's get back to it. Exactly, yeah. And, and you know, if you really want to bring the club forward you know they're still in the Carabao Cup they've you know positive result in Europe and so on it's all about putting these away and a side who has just been hammered they'll be thinking right we're we're the hammers we do the hammering as well yeah you know <laughs> so, can't hammer a hammer yeah they'll, they'll be can hammer a blade like yeah well they <laughs> will try forge oh, it. actually yeah well you well you do but you make it sharper don't you yeah so <sighs> gotta be careful yeah could yeah could backfire hammer the handle there you go see Um, it all makes sense in the end Uh, great shame uh, that Jesse Lingard won't be signing for West Ham isn't it heartbreaking Moyes basically said they had enough players in that position yes apparently apparently. weird for him to choose money over West Ham has Uh, it happened before well he's (laughs) are you suggesting that uh, Jesse Lingard I'm saying really I'm not even suggesting (laughs) (laughs) what I was going to say Jesse Lingard being pictured training with Steven Gerrard's uh, Al Atifak this week is um, is to do with money and not the desire as a child to play in the Saudi Arabian League. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know anymore. Mm, but know? he is I, just having a trial there, by yeah. the way. I feel a little bit for Jordan Henderson here. Imagine someone's going, oh, Jordan, we've got one of your old England teammates coming in. Oh, brilliant. Who is it? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. He's, he's, and he's living out here. Is oh, 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 All right, cool. I guess that's good. All right. <laughs> if you're paying him how much? How <laughs> much? Um, also, that's uh, deep from Lingard. He's got a trial for them. No one else trialed. He didn't yeah. trial, did he? <laughs> he's, uh, yeah. 
He's not even a permanent member of staff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's where he is. I'll go there. Well, have I got to go there? We'll give you a trial. Yep, fine. He's here. Um, but yeah, apparently him having a trial at West Ham cost the club over 300 grand. What? <laughs> Putting him up in a hotel. Um, he's, I think, is he banned from... There's a problem with him and his driving licence at the moment, is all I'll say. Because I want to be... Just stuck he can't find details. it. He yeah. can't <laughs> find Has it. he been taking helicopters to training then? Well, they've been providing <laughs> him with transport, but maybe. But it's basically, it's cost him a fair few quid. At least choose Uber Eco, mate. Just, <laughs> why is it Ben's picking you up? <laughs> Picking up Lingard's bill is not what you want to be doing. No. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but talking of Saudi Arabia, did you see that the Saudi Pro League is reporting, um, uh, reportedly planning to tempt Premier League referees to Saudi Arabia? Well, so- we can, you can fucking have them. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Heckenbottom will be pleased. <laughs> Take them. You can have them all. Uh, but Clattenburg went out there, didn't he, Andy? Yeah, exactly. It's, Paving it's, the way. It's, it's no surprise, given that they've sort of tapped into them for consultancy services before. Mm. So, logical next step. Logical, can, can logic- I ask? Logical next step. Can can I ask, um, because of the um, the status of the Premier League as a product globally, is it because the Premier League referee, referees are more recognisable rather than of a higher standard? Well, I think also, you know no, I mean? no, no, but like, I think the interesting thing is where we may complain about our referees yeah. a lot here. Mm. I right. think Premier League refereeing in other countries is looked at it, as it of a very high standard. Also, the Premier League is... Familiarity breeds contempt and all that sort of stuff. Right, it does. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. true. And a part of that is um, is the Premier League is seen as quite a clean league. Yes. As well. Yes, so, exactly. And it, and it does flow. It, absolutely, it flows. Yeah. That's just our football, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you know. um, but yeah, so I, uh, yeah, it's, it is a logical step. Will there be, will they, I mean, in a way they have already done this, but will they start buying our fans? Come on, let's t- see how much you, you ask for an offer. Yeah. You, you, are, you are literally touting for an offer. Everyone has their price. Out. Have you? Have you watched the Newcastle Hammersmith? game lately? Can I? Uh, well, can I fly back for England games? And then we've got a deal. You and Endo. This is why you defended Jordan Henderson. <laughs> you and Endo I, on I, a private jet. I, I defended the liberties of this country. Uh, I didn't this defend is why. Henderson. This is why you went into that for Hendo. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying that, is. You're saying that should be you out there, not Jesse. I'm saying that it should be both of us. Um, <laughs> they're just winning me over. As soon as if Lingard strikes the band up over there, like uh, they've got us by the jacket. You say too. that Maguire <laughs> could well be there by January. He You're going to be no, all over no, it. he's too much integrity, that man. Anyway, his brave boys. It's time for the Football Ramble Acker with Betfair. With Betfair, you can build your football accumulators this season with their 90-minute payout, where all winning selections will be paid out at 90 minutes on their match odds 90 markets, regardless of what happens in added time. So today and every Friday, each of us will choose our own weekend Premier League game and build an Acker of four match odds 90 bets. Vish, you kick us off. Uh, I am going for Nottingham Forest to beat Brentford. They're only separated by one place, a bit of a Ooh. mid-table battle. Brentford just seem a little bit off it, really. Yeah. You know, they have winless in four, lost the last two. So I'm uh, I'm going for the tricky trees to upset the bees. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like it, Jim. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Jim um, really like it all that much, but go on. Jim. Um, I'm going to go for West Ham mm-hmm. to beat Sheffield United. Sorry, Sheffield United fans, but um, I think West Ham at home mm-hmm. uh, will just have too much for a team who look like they um, have got a little bit of regrouping to do, mm-hmm. shall we say. We need one, at least one gimme in there, and Jim um, is this week's coward. Uh, Andy, <laughs> your bet. <laughs> I've gone for Aston Villa to beat Brighton. Whoa! 
Fish was saying that it was this was going to be an easy <gasps> fight in the park for Brighton. I have a little feeling. Villa at home. Going to get the big guns out. Okay. All right. Okay. And I, foolishly, have gone for the Spurs and Liverpool game and Liverpool to win. Why am I betting? Why am I going for that game? Historical precedent? Historical precedent. Yeah, I suppose, actually. Maybe I've gone for a gimme as well. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but it would need a Liverpool win. A draw would not be good enough, of course. So, yes, uh, we, we want Forest to beat Brentford, West Ham to beat Sheffield United, Villa to beat Brighton, and Liverpool to beat Spurs for our bet to come in. A £10 bet with Betfair on that returns £185, 15 pence. And if we win, all that money will go to Prostate Cancer UK. Plus, for every stoppage time goal in the Premier League this weekend, Betfair will donate £10 to Prostate Cancer. UK. Remember with Betfair this season when you place a bet on their match odds 90 markets, your winning bet will be paid out in full at 90 minutes. Any bets that are winning at 90 minutes but are then undone by some stoppage time drama won't be affected and that's the same for our Ramble Acker every week. Exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook, T's and C's apply. You've got to be over 18 to get involved and for more information on responsible gambling, head to begambleaware.org Now it's time for this. Dean Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of football. What? An encyclopedia of football. I don't know what that means. We know what it means, though. It's Jack's encyclopedia. If you've not heard the game before, it is essentially a simple game of categories. If you go too slow, I'll play Gary Neville's orgasm, which will leave you seven (laughs) seconds. Official game archivist... If no right. one's listened to this before, how have they got a hold of that? You'll pick it up pretty quickly. People know what categories is. And if you've not listened before, what have you been doing? No, what have you been doing? Specifically talking about Gary Neville's orgasm, well, as you put it. Indeed. Also, Jim, can you discipline him? He's been doing the parts yeah, dance. He's it's, it's just not appropriate. He's just he's, he's, can, to, he's having a go at you. Let's, if, let's if not, he's let's... getting in your head, then that's on you. Exactly. Let's leave Jim to, to host the game, okay, chaps? Yes. So the official game archivist, <laughs> Jimmy to the B, has provided us with an update here. Vish moved into third after his 2-0 win over Luke last week. So he's only behind Andy and Marcus in the table. Only behind us. But can overtake Marcus with a win here. Oh, no. Marcus is the current lineal champion. Yeah. So it's all to play for. So are we, are we ready for round one? Who am I going to start with? Uh, I'm going to start with Vish. All right. So Vish, you're up first, of course. Players who started or came off the bench for Tottenham in Jose Mourinho's last game in charge of the club, which was against Everton in April 2021. There are 14 players. That is a a stinker. Um, (laughs) uh, Oliver Skip. Oliver Skip. Bad start. That's a poor have start. You, have you done that? Poor, poor start, Mish. Surely Harry Kane. You'd think, and you'd obviously be right. <laughs> I just thought of like, who's the most Mourinho player I could think of? <laughs> Hugo Lloris. Hugo Lloris was, of course, present. And um, I'll go for my second, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Um, uh, uh, Pierre uh, Hoiberg. Pierre-Emil Hoiberg, Emil he says. Hoiberg. Correctly. I like the way we're going for the most Mourinho-y player. Yeah. In that case, can I choose Eric Dyer? <laughs> I had him down. You can, and you'd be correct. Yeah, I did have him Well, down. mine's the most Mourinho. Um, evidently not, mate. <laughs> Hyung-min Son. Hyung-min Son was also obviously there. Emerson Royale. Emerson Royale. Oh, Andy. You're yes! kidding. No, Emerson Royale. 1-0 So Marcus wins. So... <laughs> the... the... <laughs> 
the 14 players were Delhi Ali, Eric Dyer, yeah. Eric Lamella, Harry Kane, Hyung Min Son, Hugo Lloris, Joe Rodon, Lucas Mora, mm. Moussa Sissoko. Oh, his Pierre... first game. No, it was his last, last game. Oh, I had Mora right. down, actually. Right. Pierre-Emil Hoiberg, Serge Aurier, Sergio Regulon, Tangi Ndombele, and Toby Alderweireld. Yeah. I mean, so, he deserves to get sacked for that, that line-up, didn't he? <laughs> uh, some fine players that in there. That is 1-0 to Marcus. And, of course, that was players that appeared throughout the game. He did not start with 14 players, although that would also be very, very Mourinho. <laughs> so, it's worth watching that game back now. <laughs> yeah. Count the heads. Second category, the top 12 players who have scored the most Premier League free kicks. So that's 12 players. Marcus, we're going to start with you yeah. this time. James Ward-Prowse. James Ward-Prowse is, of course, correct. David Beckham. David Beckham, also there. Um, Who's good at free kicks? Anyone? Zola? Gianfranco Ooh, nice. Zola is there. Very good. Yeah, very good. Um, Sebastian Larsson. Sebastian Larsson is there with 11. Oh, that's really it's good. Lovely. Very I like good. That very I like that much. much. I like that very much. There's your showboating. Thierry Henry. Ah, well Thierry Henry is there. Slim pickings now. Ooh, Gerard. Steven Gerard is not there. <laughs> Free kicks, you say? Free kicks, I do say. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh! Correct. Oh! Shut up, Gary. <laughs> That's the orgasm, by the way. That's the orgasm, in case yeah. you're wondering. As if you didn't know. Christian Eriksen. Christian ah. Eriksen, he says. Marcus Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Wow. Not Christian Eriksen. Not Christian Eriksen, no. The, uh, Would the... Wayne Rooney be in there? Wayne Rooney was not in there. The yeah. players you were missing were Ian Hart with 10. Oh, Ian Hart. Oh, Jamie Redknapp wow, wow. with 9. Jamie Redknapp. Lauren Robert with 11. Robert. Nobby Solano with 9. Oh, I thought... And a lovely one here. Morton Gamst Pedersen yes. with 10. Love that. Oh, nice. So there we go. That's Marcus wins ca- again. a lovely category. Like Continues yeah, very his good. dominant streak. Easy peasy. Vish, am I still lineal champion? Um, were That's, you before? Yeah, yeah. Then you are, yeah. Yeah, okay. You know just, how this works. I just wanted you to. I just wanted to hear you say. <laughs> it. Don't be a fuckwit. You know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> Do like, your little thing with the keys. Yeah. <laughs> let, let's let us leave. Yeah. Well, you're staying you're, behind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your weekend will start on oh, Sunday it's, morning. It's I start the show with football. I end oh. the show with football. Yeah. You're giving I, fish the tension. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Listen to some other music, you idiot. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to do the thank yous and then I'm going to deal with you. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betfair, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube and Instagram at Football Ramble and don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. For most of us, the weekend is officially open, okay? So off your pop. Thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you for disciplining Vish at last. <laughs> Not at all. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Vitushin Hantaraja. If I'm staying there, you're staying there, so uh-huh. I don't know what you're happy about. And that's absolutely fine. that little smoke comes your face. <laughs> Lock the door. I love it. Rob Edwards, lock the door. Yeah. Don't back Dune. Double Dune. That's what's going on here. Uh, have a lovely weekend, everybody. You we'll weren't there. You on Monday. You weren't there. I bloody was there. <laughs> see you soon. I don't really have the touch, do I? The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.